Hello, this is George, George Prince. I've written and narrated the tales of Hobgob and Mulch, and I'm so glad that you can join me. Thank you very much. So this is volume three, chapter two. This is one that I wrote during the summer of 2020, when the days were long, the weather was hot, and it's um, to mark a very special time of the year, the summer solstice. So please do make yourselves comfortable and enjoy the tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 3, Chapter 2, The Solstice. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Hobgob and Mulch sat outside the dragon's arms, struggling to stay awake. Hobgob felt his eye getting heavy, and his head slowly sank onto Mulch next to him. They both began to snore. That's quite the musical number, Beef cleared his throat and stamped loudly. No sleeping outside. They'll put off the regulars, he added grumpily. Hobgob and Mulch awoke with a start. Uh, we're... Uh, what, what regulars? Mulch rubbed her eyes and blinked into the sun. Yes, we're, we're the only ones here added Hobgob dozily. Exactly. Who wants to go to an inn where everyone's asleep? Beef really was grumpy. Well, nobody can sleep, so maybe they'd like to see someone else having a nap, snapped Mulch. Beef huffed and stormed inside. Everybody was tired because it wasn't getting dark. The nights had grown shorter and shorter until there was no night. At first this had been fun. Bartholomew the Bard had organised late-night concerts and performances, in which he was always the star attraction. Beef had extended his opening times, and long nights of storytelling around the outdoor fire had been very popular. Willie the Werewolf had organised a nighttime body ball game, and Mulch had emerged as worthy champion. But eventually, everyone had become very tired. Without the night, it was hard to sleep. They were so exhausted that most lay around, simply staring into space. Hobgob and Mulch had managed to get up to the dragon's arms, but now felt guilty for snapping at Beef, who was probably even more tired than them, now that he never closed. They pulled themselves up and apologised. We didn't mean to snap, Beef, said Hobgob, his eyes staring guiltily at the floor. Yes, we're sorry, apologised Mulch. Oh, it's me you should apologise, smiled Beef. I've been staying open later and later, and now I'm exhausted. But I shouldn't take it out on you. Here you go. He passed them two mugs of iced mountain tea. The three friends sat down and enjoyed a refreshing sip. Oh, I always forget about these long days, said Mulch. Aye, solstice is an exciting time, full of energy and a bit of magic. We just got overexcited, Beef slurped more iced mountain tea. Them druids understand it properly, he added. Druids? asked Hobgob. Aye, druids, a mysterious bunch, keep themselves to themselves, but they come out every solstice to mark the endless day. Been doing it since ancient times. Oh, if they've been doing it for this long, maybe they can tell us how to sleep, mused Mulch. That's a brilliant idea! Beef almost spat out his ice mountain tea. You two can find the druids and discover how we can all get some sleep. They have the wisdom... The magic and potions that we'll need. Uh, us? asked Hobgob. 
Well, I need to mine things here, and everyone else is trying to sleep somewhere. It won't be hard to find them. Just head to the stone circle out in the woods, and they'll be there for solstice. When is the endless day? yawned Mulch. Today! So stop blathering and off you go! Beef unceremoniously bustled them out into the bright sunshine, and they trudged towards the woods and the stone circle. As they were leaving the village, they bumped into Henry the halfling, who was rubbing his eyes and puffing sleepily on his pipe. Can't sleep? asked Mulch. No, nobody can. It's never dark. Where are you two off to? Henry was also grumpy. We're going to find the druids. B thinks they'll have the secret to helping us sleep. Henry walked with them. They had been walking now for some time, and even the endless light had begun to fade. But Henry was perking up and becoming chassis. Druids are very powerful, and few know anything about them, said Henry. But I have heard a few things from the folk. Hobgobber Mulch were hot and tired, but pretended to be interested. They say that the druids have great power, magic, ancient wisdom, and a mastery of potions, Henry puffed on his pipe. They are highly secretive and write nothing down. Their wisdom is passed down to each generation from the last. The three friends stomped wearily through the woods. And some say they make sacrifices. Although I don't buy into that. Hobgobber marched ground to a halt. Sacrifices? They looked at Henry in horror. Oh, like I say, I, I don't buy into that. Henry began to look uncertain himself. Maybe we should turn back, suggested Hobgob. Too late. Mulch pointed a branch, and they realised they had already reached the stone circle. As they watched, a sound began to echo around them. Quiet, but deep, it rumbled through their very being. It grew steadily louder, stronger, forming some connection between the earth and each of their souls. They were mesmerised. Then the stone circle came to life. Figures clad in flowing white gowns emerged, chanting. Their powerful song moved the three friends as their connection extended, engaging now with the star-speckled sky above. The stone circle filled with the druids, and as their chant intensified, the colours in the sky began to shift and alter, deep blues blending into purples, pinks and reds. Flashing stars shot back and forth. Join us, friends. Hobcorp, Mulch and Henry snapped out of their trance and saw a druid standing over them. Please don't sacrifice us, pleaded Hobgob. The druid smiled. Oh, we don't practice any such thing. We are here to celebrate the light and to contemplate the conflict of light and darkness, reassured the druid. You came here in search of restoratives in these sleepless times. We will help you. How did he know? whispered Hobgob. Mulch shrugged. Amazed, the friends followed the druid. The others continued to chant as the palette of colours in the sky swirled and grew more vivid. The druid stopped and picked some herbs, wrapping them in a linen cloth. These will help you sleep, chamomile and valerian. So you aren't going to sacrifice us, checked Hobgob. No, but you can join us as we celebrate the solstice. They joined the group and began to chant with them, soon feeling the energy of earth and sky passing through them. The light continued to change, and eventually the mighty sun began to rise. Henry's snoring woke Mulch. Mulch shook Hobgob awake, and Hobgob nudged Henry. 
The three of them were lying in the middle of the stone circle. How long had they been there? Oh, I haven't slept that well for as long as I could remember, said Mulch, rubbing her eyes. Me neither, agreed Henry. I feel quite refreshed. Hobgob felt in a pocket and drew out the linen parcel, still packed with sleeping herbs. Gosh, I'd forgotten about these, he said. We'd better get them back to Beef and the others, so they can get some sleep too. They looked round to thank the druids, but there was no sign of them anywhere. Not a trace. So, feeling revived and much more cheerful, the three friends stood up and started the long walk back to the village and the dragon's arms to help their friends. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.